Hey, welcome to Wellbeings. We have an awesome show today. I'm really excited about this. Uh, we have Troy Toulson. He's the administrator at Haven of Globe. And uh, we have a great conversation, um, short but sweet. We talk about the administrator's role um, and the impact that administrators can have on residents as well as employees and uh, the ways in which administrators can help improve uh, their employees and their residents' lives. We also talk about um, how Troy stays centered in the things that he does as an administrator to stay on top of his game. And we also talk about the differences between working in a rural area and an urban area. So I'm very excited about this. You guys are going to love it. And so here we go with Troy Toulson. All right. We are uh, very, very excited to have Troy Toulson here today at Wellbeings. Welcome, Troy. How are you? I'm great. Good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. It is absolutely my pleasure. Troy, um, why don't we just start out by uh, telling uh, the listeners what you do? I am a, an administrator in the post-acute long-term care setting, mm-hmm. and I, I work for Haven Health. Okay. And uh, which, which Haven Health building uh, do you work at? I am at their Globe facility. Most of our facilities have a rural footprint. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've been there for two plus years and it's been a great experience. Good. And so when I met you, you were working in Scottsdale. That's That's a far cry from Globe, right? Yeah, it's almost twice the distance for me each day. The commute. The commute, yeah. And what about uh, the day-to-day? How is, it, how is it different working in a rural setting versus an urban setting? That's a really good question, and it, it is a lot different. And uh, the biggest impact is, is on our staffing levels and our ability to find good people to take care of our patients. I see. I see. The, uh, the, the work pool is a little bit smaller in Globe. It is for sure. You bet. And uh, so that's been that's been a challenge. But we're uh, with the pandemic and COVID, it has made it even harder. However, um, we're making it work. And uh, and so we're doing okay. Good. Um, To that point, are are you recruiting people from uh, the valley or are you mostly uh, employing locals? Yeah, for the most part, it is locals. It will consist of the Miami Globe area and then the San Carlos Reservation area and then some even some smaller towns in that regional area. However, we've probably got about, uh, I would say, 10 to 15 percent of our workforce actually commutes and comes from the valley. Hmm, hmm. I remember the last time I visited you in Globe, we had a meeting in the morning and we played golf in the afternoon and it was like playing golf in a, uh, 
a ghost town of a golf course. The the bunkers were filled with sand, and uh, <laughs> we were the only and ones out there. It was kind of fun, actually. It's even worse, unfortunately, <laughs> with the pandemic and the economy. Uh, it, it they have not invested in that course, so it's no. That's too bad because it it has the potential to be a fantastic golf course. I totally agree. Back in the day, you know, twenty years ago, it was nice. Yeah. And I tried to play it when it was nice, and I drove all the way up there, and then they were having a tournament, so I couldn't play. So I had to wait until the bunkers were filled with <laughs> grass to play it. And I digress. Um, so how long have you been in healthcare for? So it's been uh, six years. Six years. Yeah. And prior to uh, joining this industry, what did you do? I was in sales for about 20 years. Sales. And uh, if I remember correctly, you worked for Westlaw? I did. I worked for Westlaw for about 10 years. And then I got into commercial banking, uh, doing a lot of SBA loans and financing, and then uh, transitioned from there into uh, kind of an insurance, uh, payroll, HR type of services. And what attracted you? Because that's a, I mean, the, the, there's there's quite a difference between insurance and selling Westlaw products to um, jumping into the healthcare arena. What attracted you to healthcare? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good question, and it really was uh, some of my friendships uh, that I had in the industry. Uh, I. I wasn't necessarily looking for healthcare. It, it, it more found me. Yeah. And so when I uh, kind of dipped my toes in it and started exploring, um, it, it felt right and it looked it looked fun. Um, but I knew it was going to be a challenge because I had pretty much been the manager of myself. I would take care of my clients and I would work with my support team internally, but I never led a group of employees before. <laughs> and so that uh, was a challenge. It still is, but oh, sure. I'm over the shock and awe of it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I feel I have a pretty good handle on it now, but it it's completely different. Oh, and I'm sure. So I love, I love that challenge. I love the interaction with people. And uh, really my role is, is really to serve my staff uh, and to, to help them do the best they can. So in that respect, um, you know, if, if the dishwasher doesn't show up, then somebody's got to wash dishes. And if the uh, director of nursing doesn't show up, then somebody has to make those calls. What is the most interesting um, role you've had to fill as an administrator that you did not foresee yourself fulfilling? Yeah, so... Yeah, there's, there's not a department that I haven't helped in, in some capacity. Uh, so whether it is serving food on a plate and then on a tray and then ultimately to, to a resident, I've done that. Um, I've plunged toilets before. Uh, and, you know, it's, you name it, we've, done, we've all done a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. Any administrator would say the same thing. Um, fortunately, you know, we've got, I've got some good people. And if there is a crisis or a shortage, we just figure it out. Make it happen. We make it happen. So would you, would you say that, um, 
you're happy with the choice you made to jump into healthcare? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a great transition. Okay. So over the last, you said four years, six, six years. So I'm sorry. Last six years. Have there, have there been any points where you thought to yourself, man, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should pivot. You know, I, I guess I would have to say yes, but it, it, it was kind of a more of a fleeting thought. It's nothing that I really took serious and pondered and considered and really investigated. There's been moments of frustration and despair when you think of those things for a moment. Mm-hmm. But, but when you uh, really think about it and remember why you got into it the first place, uh, then you start... Uh, then you remember kind of you know, those feelings you had and the motivations you have. So, so no, I haven't really seriously considered uh, going back to sales or into another industry. Okay. So there's that being said, I'm there are there must be different data points along the way that have reinforced your decision to. Um, to to join the healthcare industry, and tell me some, tell me about some of those. Tell me about some of those experiences that that have that have confirmed this is for me, where mm-hmm. you, where you've helped or made an impact on people's lives. Sure. Well, those would be really with with kind of two different people. It would be my staff, and it would be our residents and patients. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's been many experiences where, um, as an administrator, uh, there's opportunities to really get to know your staff, um, especially my department heads. We we speak often, and uh, I believe you can, my my leadership style is to really get to know people beyond just the surface things. And so, um, oftentimes, I know a lot about their lives and what they're going through outside of work. And so um, just aside from our, our goals that we have for the business, you know, we talk about things in their lives and what they're striving to do and the struggles that they have. So I take uh, a lot of joy in, in hearing about those struggles and then ultimately, hopefully, in those successes and, and getting through those, those challenges because really, right, I mean, life is full of challenges. Mm-hmm. And... And it's how we respond to those that really make us who we are. So I, I, I love that part of my job is, is getting to know my staff on a, on a deeper level than just, just the business. And then on the, on the resident side and the patient side, in our business, we have patients that are there for a shorter period. And then we have residents who live there. And so it's fun to get to know the residents, know about their history. Um, and then it's really great to see the patients that are there for a short time come in who can, who can, who are really in tough shape because they come from the hospital, not able to go home yet. And they come to us to rehabilitate and become stronger. And so when you see them, uh, in tough shape, at admission and then see them leave and go home, uh, oftentimes walking on their own, 
it's really gratifying. And so, uh, yeah, those are just some of the examples of uh, over and over again that uh, confirm that I made the right decision and that this is a great place to be. Wonderful. Um, you said something. You said um, life is full of challenges, and it's how we respond to those challenges that really matter. Um, you're faced with challenges, as am I. Uh, what do you do to respond to those challenges? What do you do to stay centered? Mm-hmm. Well, great question. Um, you're really uh, forcing me to, to think here <laughs> and to, well, to be open and share, right? Um, sometimes those things are that most of us sometimes keep private and really don't share that often. So I appreciate the question. Uh, for me, I, uh, it's my faith. I definitely uh, rely on that. And so whether it's uh, through prayer or through meditation or through uh, speaking with my spouse and, and sharing with her <laughs> the tr challenges and trials of the job, uh, those are the things um, that really keep me centered. I, I definitely don't have all the answers, and so I will reach out to fellow administrators and ask them for guidance and help and support and what would you do in this situation. So uh, does that kind of answer your question a little bit? It does. It does. Okay. How, uh, how, does, uh, how does leaning on your spouse um, impact that relationship? Mm, you might have to ask her that question for, <laughs> to, to, to know for sure. But, um, you know, I think she, she appreciates that I could, would bounce some ideas off of her. Uh -huh. And she, um, you don't really know my wife, I don't believe, but mm -mm. Um, she uh, has great perspective and is always, have, always has great ideas. And so she doesn't know much about my job and how to perform the job, but she is an, an expert on people. And so that's kind of what we do, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we lead people. So um, I bounce things off her all the time. And so she's a good, a good companion and guide for me. And so, no, I think it's helpful. We, a little side note, Tyler, uh, we are empty nesters now. And so um, we, like many other families, uh, for 20, 20 plus years, were consumed in the lives of our children. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> we have to kind of rely on one another more than ever. Yeah. So that has, um, we're just new to that and we're figuring it out, but so far so good. Good. It's like a reinvention, I would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. And so far, um, you know, this COVID pandemic, um, has forced us to be near one another <laughs> more often. And so it kind of gave us a little head start as our youngest uh, left the house just a, a month or two ago. So, um, so far, so good. And uh, we're enjoying it. Good. How has the pandemic impacted your day to day? Yeah. Well, it, it certainly has in almost every way we are very aware of our surroundings more than ever, 
right? We're, we're aware of who we let in the building. And then once we're in the building, we're aware of everything that it's in its proper place, that it's properly cleaned and sanitized. Um, it's a much more quiet and sterile environment in that we don't have the activities that we used to have. We don't have um, dining in our, with, gr- with a group. Um, meals are delivered to their rooms still. We have some activities in very small groups, or we do it in the hallways while they're just typically in their wheelchair at their doorway of their room. Um, There's a lot more reporting of data to different agencies that we have to do. Um, So it has impacted us in, in every way. For sure. And, and would you, would you say, um, well, from your perspective, how do you see that impacting the residents, the lack of social interaction? Well, there's, there, it's hard to measure for sure, right? But there's no doubt that they miss. Um, we typically, I mean, our facility, and almost, I'm, I'm assuming every other facility, would often have visitors, um, and especially religious groups would come in and and serve the residents we just haven't had that they miss that um different music professionals and entertainers would come in often and we just haven't had that like we have in the past Um, that being said we have as a leadership team and as a staff we've tried to just do more ourselves right so we'll do um we'll do more things ourselves in the hallways and in small groups. And so it's, it's been a burden for our activities director to try to be creative and to provide these social opportunities in this environment. It's not easy. I'm seeing uh, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, CMS, Center for Medicare Services and Medicaid Services, uh, has given guidance on to to open up and to, to provide, have visitors come in the facility. So uh, we're getting close, and I only expect that to, to be more and more. Do you have a date? Well, the guidance is effective now. Mm-hmm. There's some benchmarks you have to hit mm-hmm. um, depending on um, the level of um, the, any COVID levels that you've had in your facility or any positive cases within your staff or residents. So, um, those are the kind of the guidelines. Um, so we, we should start um, early October. We'll, we'll be opening up for some for visitors. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, before, before we adjourn, um, we've talked about the, the impact that you've had on, on your staff and on your residents and and some of the things that you do to help uh, keep yourself centered so that you can be uh, the best version of you Um, but the 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 title of this podcast is well-beings and um and and that being the case we uh, we really want to get at um what people do to um, really be their best. 
So uh, with that as a backdrop, are there any words of wisdom that you'd like to impart before we close? Hmm. Well, uh, something that I, I'm always striving for and uh, is just just to get better, right? And it's I'm not striving for perfection. I'm just I just want to get better. And so that is for me, that's reading a lot of books. It's talking to other people that I admire in the industry and even outside the industry for that matter. And, um, and then not being afraid to fail. Um, that is, that has, um, been a barrier for me and in my career at times being afraid to fail. And so the, the, I, I'm becoming, I'm starting to believe or starting to understand better that um, professionally, if you, if you fail, that's okay. It's just, again, it's how we respond to that. Mm-hmm. And so you got to stretch yourself. You got to go out of your comfort zone. And the more you do that, the more opportunities for growth you'll have. Um, this, this, this uh, improvement curve is not a straight line. No. It has a bunch of ups and downs. But if you go out a few years, you're, the data points are going to, one's going to be above the other, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a lot of squiggly lines in between. <laughs> that's right. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And then you'll be able to reflect back and say, yeah, that was hard, but it was all worth it. Yeah. I like that. It's been said that an expert is somebody who has failed in every single way in a particular area and then grown from it. Yeah. So I like that. Well, Troy, um, it's been a delight to have you on. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to be on Wellbeings. Um, I'm excited to release this podcast, and I think people will have a lot to learn from what you've had to say. So thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, Tyler. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you soon. And if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if that's too much, simply tell a friend. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to see where this project goes. We have a great lineup of guests in the works. So make sure to keep your eyes open for the next episode. Looking forward to talking to you then.